0: Hello and welcome to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet. And I have a lovely guest with us on the air today, which is fun. It's Thursday. Tuesday is Boot Camp for the Soul. So we don't have guests. We just go into deep detail about what you can do to help your soul soar. But on Thursdays, as everyone knows who's listened, or if you're new to the show, I interview interesting, fun authors and healers and people on the leading edge of thought so that they can bring you their perspective as well that could help you in your journey. So today we're actually interviewing Patrick Ryan. Um, he is the author of Awaken Wisdom: A Guide to Reclaiming Your Brilliance, which I love. Awaken Wisdom blends Buddhism, Native, and collective wisdoms into a beautifully crafted healing message for our modern culture. Patrick Ryan's life experience are as varied as they are unique. Ryan died from a drug overdose in his late teens, only to be revived with a new understanding of the divine. He went on to be a successful entrepreneur, a Buddhist monk, and now an executive coach, trainer, and author. Ryan's message to his readers is simple and profound. We get to choose how we want to live during our time on this planet. He offers an up-sound wisdom about how we might access different aspects of ourselves, as well as sage teachings and practical ideas for understanding and embodying the eight stages of an awakened life. Welcome, Patrick, to the show.
1: Thank you,
2: Marie. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Great. That's great. And you live in California. Is that correct?
2: I live in California and I also have a home in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, so I travel back and forth quite a bit.
0: Oh, wow. That's lovely. That's really lovely. So when were you? So you're not a Buddhist monk anymore or a practicing monk is probably the correct language for that.
2: Yeah, I, I I call it a former Buddhist monk. I, I was a Buddhist monk in uh, about 1995, 1996 hmm. in Burma. And uh, I spent a year in that tradition. And then after that, I spent another six months wandering around India and Nepal and uh, just continuing to deepen my own experience with ideas around uh, working with energy and living an awakened life.
0: Wow, that's amazing! That's a lot of fun. I mean, and a big life choice, you know, to be traveling around and having meditative experiences, and and so. Um, but you say that you. So, do you still study um, or practice Buddhism?
2: Absolutely. You know, it, when when we talk about practicing Buddhism per se, uh, when when we just have a simple practice of uh, being present, for example, th- then we're practicing, and and then we can we can. Uh, amplify that, that up to all kinds of levels. And so I, I like to think that we're all practicing at some level. It's like any day we don't go out and murder somebody, we're practicing to a certain <laughs> extent.
0: <laughs> okay. That's an interesting <laughs> perspective. I haven't thought about that. And, and so then you um, came back from your time in your travels and decided to do more entrepreneur work and life coaching.
2: Yeah, I was an entrepreneur both before and after that uh, that time of being a monk. In the last uh, 10 years since I came back, I've also been studying with a lot of uh, indigenous wisdom, mm-hmm. some of them from uh, Southeast Asia, some of them from Mexico, and uh, certainly a lot from North America. And so I'm kind of like a potpourri of all these influences, uh, including doing a lot of work in the Middle East, for that matter, with uh, people of the uh, Islamic tradition and also in Israel with uh, people of the uh, of Judaism, so uh, I, I just like bringing the best of all these beautiful traditions together, and uh, that's what inspired the book. Awakened wisdom was was uh, putting all this together into kind of a practical way. I wanted I wanted something that people could not only be inspired by, but they they could actually put into application starting from day one of of reading the book.
0: Right, because you have practices and, you know, tools throughout the book um, that can help a person move into balance or achieve their goals. And I loved what you wrote in the intro about a life well-lived, you know, that we really have a choice and we truly can make our life as beautiful as we want to um, while we stay here on planet Earth.
2: Yeah, I, 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 you know, one of the things I got from my uh, death experience as a teenager was this profound awareness of the relationship that we are in with the universe mm-hmm. in the sense that um, first of all even though we may sometimes feel like we're alone we are in fact never alone this universe is always right there completely connected in relationship to us all the time and we can cut ourselves off from that relationship when we get caught in our own distortion. But the universe, from the universe's side, we're never cut off. It, it's just always right there. And the universe wants to be engaged with. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the things that, that I've loved working with uh, in my life is engaging very consciously and very intentionally with the universe to create the kind of life as guided by my wisdom. So each of us has our own wisdom about the path we should be walking, how we should be walking it, what kind of work we should be doing in the world, uh, how do we face into into various challenges and opportunities of our lives. And so we have the opportunity of this amazing and powerful partnership. And, and I, I, I'm just always excited every time I think about that.
0: No, I think that's exciting too, and I do think that's a, a very important tool for people to be able to engage, to use practical you know, pay, paying attention to the feelings really, because that's what engages us is how we're connecting to the universe is based on how we feel. And then when you're in that great feeling place, just more deeply engaging in it allows it to become real in this third dimensional space. Mm-hmm. So, when you um, had your um, near death experience, did you have an, an actual experience with the universe? I mean, a subconscious one or mm-hmm. one that you brought back with you?
2: Absolutely. And I had that experience in about 1972, and back then I had never heard of the concept of a death experience, or what some people call a near-death experience. Um, I was lucky that uh, there was somebody that could do CPR in my body to keep my body in a viable state, and while I'm watching from above and watching and observing this person do CPR in my body, I was also aware of this uh, presence of the divine, mm-hmm. and it was like it was as if the past the present and the future were all here now and every being i had ever known and 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 the ones i had not yet met were also all present here and now it's
3: hmm.
2: very difficult to really articulate it but it was just a it was a sense of oneness that was very very profound and couple interesting things came from that experience one was an awareness of things that were going on in that moment that weren't going on immediately around me so that uh, after I and after I returned to my body I was able to actually verify a couple things with people going in this moment were you doing this and and they acknowledged that they were and so that kind of really opened my curiosity up uh, needless to say about uh, what just Happened, and how do I learn how to carry this in my waking day to day life?
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's lovely. That's great. You know, I've um, I've certainly read many accounts of people who've had um, profound experiences why they were you know not completely in their body when they were making a decision to leave here or to stay or being guided to make a decision. And uh, I I think most people that I've talked to have just walked away with a a profound connection to source and um, a lack of fear about their impending death some other time in the future. So that's always a comfort, I think, for people when they're wanting to learn more about death and dying and all of those things. So so you think that's really what changed the direction of your life at that time?
2: It it certainly did. I would say up until then I was walking a very uh, dark and shadowy path. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one of the things I committed to coming out of that experience was to commit the rest of my life to walking uh, a path of, uh, of uh, if you can excuse the cliche, of following the light, um, and and that really has guided me through everything I've done ever since, and, 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 and again, that's when I'm working with people as a coach and uh, in a lot of the workshops and vision quests that I lead with people, This seems to be uh, of interest to many, many people is how to experience that connection Mm -hmm. as profoundly as possible from our normal day-to-day consciousness. Mm -hmm. I like to think of us all as being extraordinarily ordinary human beings,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: walking this walk of our daily lives. And every moment in our day, we're making choices that affect everything from our own personal health and well-being to the quality of the relationships that we're in, to uh, the amount of uh, prosperity that we're experiencing in our life. It just goes on and on to every single aspect of our life.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's really engaging into all the fields of energy around us. You know, at every moment, being present, aware, and insightful to what the next best step would be. Um and I think that when you think of Zen Buddhism, that really does help you to be in that place. When you're washing dishes, you're really with the suds and the sponge and the water and the plates versus, you know, staring out into space and not even aware of the fact that the water's gotten hot while you're washing your dishes. You know, I always think it's the simple, somewhat boring, you know, from, from as humans, you know, change their thought Processes and their attention initially being present seems kind of boring. It's kind of slow, but yet once you are there for any length of period of time, it just becomes magical and beautiful and incredibly creative.
2: A little bit like that rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. It's like you, you look at that rabbit hole from from above ground level, and it, it, it's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. You know, there's that that concept of present. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I heard about it. I practice a little bit. But once you can find that that place where you can actually fall into that rabbit hole of the present moment, it is an extraordinary experience. It is. And one of the things that we don't do enough of uh, in our Western culture is give ourselves the opportunity to have those moments. So we get caught up in the busyness of our lives, you know, with Mm -hmm. all the emails and voicemails and Mm -hmm. the busyness of everything that we're doing, and that works against the whole idea of um, being able to really slow down and drop in and tune into the wisdom field, which the wisdom field is this amazing body of knowledge and energy that we are all contributing to. It's like a collective wisdom that exists amongst us. And there's a learning curve that we can go through to learn how to tap into that. Once we learn how to tap into the wisdom field, this is where intuition comes from. This is where inspiration comes from. This is where creativity comes from. Once we learn how to tap into that in a more conscious and intentional and consistent way, then what's possible for us in our lives knows no bounds.
0: Wonderful. Well, we're going to take a break here on the Marie Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Patrick Ryan.
2: The Healing from Within, supporting a Healthy Brain DVD, is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn Merritt's
3: third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as
2: being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com
3: or by calling 425-825-5671.
2: The Gary Show. it's the home of mastery and mystery.
3: Manson Mitchell welcomes the transformational superstar from the movie What the Bleak, Dr. Joe Dispenza, 10 a.m. Saturday.
2: Heidi Harrison follows at 11 a.m. to discuss the psychic connection of twins and their special relationship.
3: Then Joe Rombolo, the sage of St. Louis, is back with ideas on how to achieve a spring cleaning for your soul.
2: That That's That's Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10, followed by the Gary Mance Show at 11 a.m. Pacific.
3: Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150
0: a.m. Welcome back to the Marie Marie Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. And before we go back to our conversation with author Patrick Ryan, author of Awakened Wisdom, I just wanted to put a shout out to one of my dear friends, Linda Adkins, her and her husband. They are actually putting on a benefit for the New Zealand Quake benefit. It's actually this Friday, March 11th at the Kangaroo and Kiwi Pub. Doesn't that sound like fun?
3: It does sound like fun. I didn't know that there was an Australian uh, slash New Zealand pub in Seattle. That's awesome. i will have yeah. to check it out. Uh,
0: I didn't know. Well, I didn't know that at all. But Linda and her husband actually have a strong connection to Christchurch, which is the town that mm-hmm. was most affected in New Zealand. And
3: if you see the, the pictures of uh, Christchurch uh, after the earthquake, it was just literally devastated, really tremendously, um, just destroyed, really.
0: Oh I bet it was you know yeah. I don't have I don't have cable anymore so I don't watch the news and which is kind of good for me because I find it kind of upsetting and not very fun but at any rate um there's going to be this beautiful benefit at um On Friday, March 11th, and it's between 5 and 7 is the happy hour. Silent auction is between 6 and 7.30, and then the live auction is 8 p.m. And it's at 7305 Aurora Avenue North in Seattle, and the phone number is 206-297-0507. And I will put something up on my Facebook page for it. You can actually just go to Facebook page and put New Zealand quake benefit there's a page for it so you can actually go there and find out anything you want to find out and we're just sending great energy to that part of the world and of course to the atkinsons for their generosity of spirit in helping um, this part of the world that's been a part of their family so great thanks a lot so patrick you're here with us live on the air in seattle even though you're in california but visit um, vancouver often so you fly over here anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so, one of the things um, you talked about before we went to break was the wisdom field.
2: Yeah, the we we all have experiences of the wisdom field, and what I am encouraging people to do is get much more playful and and conscientious about their relationship to it. So, here's an example of a of a wisdom field experience that most people will be able to relate to is uh, when you've been in a meeting and perhaps you're brainstorming an idea with a bunch of people and you and one or two other people come up with this idea that had never occurred to you before and either you blurt it out or somebody else blurts it out exactly in the same moment or, or at least you're thinking of it when somebody else blurts it out. And you think, wow, I was just about to say that. And, and the, that's, a, that's a great example about a wisdom field experience where the inspiration lived in the energetic field between the people that doesn't actually belong to anybody. Mm -hmm. It belongs to what those people created together. Mm -hmm. And some people are more open and available to receive those inspirations. And so they're the ones that are tapping into it. But we all have that capacity to develop that open type of connection to it. And it's really important that we do because our entire uh, life is being guided by what is in the wisdom
0: field, mm-hmm. and in your book, in the wisdom field, you talk about that there's an energetic field for every organ, and and then beyond, you know, so that there's a. F- I think you're encouraging people to tap into the energy field of processes in their body, but then processes in their life, even.
2: That's right, and uh, one of the ways I break it down in the book is I talk about the three intelligences that every human has: the mind intelligence, the idea of your thoughts, your logic. The heart intelligence, which is the realm of your emotional experience, and also the realm of your interrelatedness, your connection, mm-hmm. your relationships to all beings and things around you, mm-hmm. and your body intelligence, which is, uh, of course, the five senses, but also the in the way that our body is always uh, communicating to us through. Uh, tightening and loosening of muscles, tension held in the shoulders, uh, uh, the gut feeling. You know, we talk about the gut feeling. That's an that's an idea of the wisdom field coming through body intelligence, and we all have access to all three of those. But each of us specializes in one of those three more than the other two.
0: Hmm very interesting i love the connectedness i think that as a species of beings that's what we're really moving towards and evolving in is recognizing that we're not separate i mean of course we are in one sense of the world of you know the universe and and laws of nature but if we look more of our ourselves as a collective whole then um, we all serve each other a whole lot better So I I love that. I think that a lot of that is changing in the world, um, especially in in this year and in the next few years to come. I think a lot's going to occur. So we have people on the line, Eric, who want to ask questions.
3: We do. We've we've got some folks that have been waiting patiently. And I do want to let people know we have a line open. So (laughs) if you want to call in, you can do. Uh, Right now we're going to talk to Kim in Seattle. She's on the air with
0: us now. Great. Hi, Kim. How are you?
1: how are you doing?
0: Great, thank you. Do you have a question? And Patrick um, can give his advice, too, as well.
1: I do. Um, Okay, so I'm trying to phrase this, but I'm continuing my studies, so I've been in school for a while, and I've always done well, but I've always felt that I had to work really, really hard, where some people just understand, you know, like the book smart, just very fast. They get it. And... I'm wondering how, you know, because I, I want to do more of, like, the spiritual and energetics, and that's where I know I thrive. So how do I tap into that inner knowing that, you know, it's not only the physical marks that we need? You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm.
0: Patrick, uh-huh. you have some um, words of wisdom for Kim?
2: Sure. Well, wh- what I believe is true is that we all have a genius. That we bring to every moment of our life, but we all we all kind of have have, have it, we we hold a different part of the net, and so when you reference other people, that uh, it, 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 what it sounds like you're describing is how through their mind intelligence they just kind of get the concepts, the logic of something really immediately, and, yeah. and and my hunch is that you are your genius is probably more in the. Um, the heart intelligence which is the the emotional world that that sense of connection the interrelatedness the the empathy that the the sense that there is something going on in the other and between me and the other and a better understanding of what that is and the thing is our mind intelligence and our heart intelligence have very different languages so one of the things that I find really helpful is opening up to the senses that I'm developing through my heart intelligence, even even if I'm looking at a math pro, uh, problem, mm-hmm. like a, something that you'd think would be very logical, I'll, I'll open up my heart intelligence and I'll, I'll feel in to what I think this situation is all about. And then I'll invite my mind intelligence to come in and join the conversation. But I find that by looking at these like two different gateways, it helps me to understand a lot more of what I already know, where when it's all mushed together, sometimes I can't quite get the words for it.
0: I think That's fantastic advice, you know, to get out of the brain, if you will, if it's not being as effective at the moment, and move into your heart to get the wisdom. I think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, that is. Thank you so much, because that does make sense. I do come from that more heart-filled space, and that's how I connect very well with others, um, so I will try to bring the two together, as you said, and um, see how that goes, because sometimes it's, it's challenging, you, you know, you look at other people like, how could they do, you know, 20 million things at once and take, like, you know, 20-something credits, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's crazy, <laughs> so... Well, we and, w- oh go ahead please. and
0: and
2: and whenever we get into comparing ourselves to others, of course, we're in trouble right off the bat. that's like <laughs> grabbing a shovel and digging a deep hole, so yeah. it really is helpful for you to appreciate your own genius in that moment and really fan the flames of your brilliance,
0: okay, great advice, keep us posted I mean you start to see your uh your scores go up in class. <laughs> we know it's because you connected to your heart.
1: That's be beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. Great. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. Bye
3: you too. Bye. All right. Our next caller is Kat calling from
0: Chicago. Hi, Kat. How are you?
1: Hi, Marie. Hi, Patrick. Hello, Kat. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So my question was, uh, in the last few months, I feel like I've been on this kind of accelerated healing track. Uh, I've been doing a lot of emotional healing and physical healing, and I even started taking uh, cranial sacral classes. Um, And I feel like it's turning into kind of this deepening of my mission here in this lifetime. And I've spent my last few years uh, creating and performing improv. So I do comedy, um, and I'm currently working on a solo show. And I'm wondering if you guys see anything about how the spirituality can work in conjunction with the performance, or any messages about what the next step might be. Did you want to answer You know
2: that? what comes to my yeah, mind, great. first of all, is uh, when you talk about performing and engaging with people through performance, that is a completely spiritual experience. We wouldn't know how to get the spirituality out of it, never mind into it. Right. So when you engage with people in that way, and especially with your background in, in in the healing process that you've been going through, if you look at a good state of intention, it's one of the eight states that I talk about in my book, and you, you engage with that performance with an intention that you're holding for your audience, perhaps with regards to a healing process, because every single human being has a certain amount of healing that, that uh, is wanted in, in their experience. And, and so, again, it's like I, I really get how intuitive you are. And so, especially with improv, you have so much freedom in every moment to respond according to what your intuition is telling you in that moment. So when you, when you marry that to the good state of intention that you're holding for your audience, I think that would be an amazingly uh, uh, impactful experience.
0: Thank you. Sounds like That's a great a idea. Yeah. Sounds absolutely... The only thing I was picking up on when Patrick was giving you that, you know, reminding you of who you are and that you can uh-huh. do what you feel called to do and drawn to do, is any concerns you have about how to make this into a career or make this a bigger part of your life. Is that... so yeah. yeah. And so, it, it, you know, I think that... Um, Humans, we have this idea about how we're supposed to create wealth, and you know we have specific pictures about that. But I, th- I think if you can imagine that you are full of abundance and wealth as you engage in your delight of your acting and healing people spiritually, I think you're just going to attract the abundance that you want to have in relationship to work.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Have a wonderful day in Chicago.
1: Thanks. You guys, too.
3: All right. And now we're going to go down to Los Angeles and talk to Mariam.
1: Hi,
0: Mariam. How are you?
1: Hi there. Hi there. Um, My situation is that I've been experiencing extreme hair loss for the last uh, two and a half years, and I've been to a, a, a whole bunch of healers and other folks and tried a whole bunch of things, and nothing's worked. And so I thought I would give you folks a call.
0: Sure, sure. Did you want to um jump in, Patrick? and is there something you want to say, or do you want me to start? What would you like?
2: Uh, whatever. Uh, why don't
0: you start, and I'm happy to jump in, too. Okay, great. Well, um, hair and skin is actually governed by the seventh chakra. So, And, of course, when you have hair loss, then you know that there's a, a strong correlation um, to the seventh vortex since it's on top of your head. It governs the peripheral uh, nervous system and then, of course, the skin where these hair follicles are. So when I work with people who have um, hair loss, generally what we're working on is allowing you to feel that you are deeply adored and loved by the divine, because that's one of the, I think, core um, jobs of the seven chakras, to bring in that energy. It can come in through any pore of your body, you know, any essence of your being, but that's kind of like the big kahuna area to really pull that in. So is that something that you work on, um, feeling unconditionally loved?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Is it it a challenge? I'm not
1: not there yet, but uh, it's a lifelong process, and, and it is something, yes, it's something I work on.
0: Are you able to take it to a feeling? Because you know, a lot of times, especially with all the books we've read over the last couple of decades, it says you know that we need to love ourselves, but many people put it into a thought versus an actual feeling. So, are, are yes, you, you take. I am good, good. So, how do you do that?
1: Um, I I do it by accessing uh, younger parts of myself and feeling the, the the love for myself at various ages and mm-hmm. and um, checking back in with my heart and. Um, it's um it, it's uh it, it kind of works that way in a couple of different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great plan. Are you able to do it with um this particular age that you're at right now?
1: Uh yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I I feel a little hesitation in your voice. So
1: Well, you know, I've been I've been working a lot with myself as a young child recently. Mm-hmm. So it like inner child work. So mm-hmm. so um so yeah, there is there is work going on with me around around my age, my current age, which is yeah. which is 58.
0: Yeah, and a beautiful age. A absolutely gorgeous age. So that could be part of, you know, what's going on is that and I love that you're finding all these different, you know, um, ages within your being to adore and cherish, but um really falling in love with where you are right now, you know it's glorious to be fifty eight years old or seventy eight or ninety eight it's glorious, just as beautiful as being two. Is there anything you wanted to add patrick
1: well, I, well, I, I lo- there,
2: there. okay <sighs> i i I love the pointing that you've offered to Miriam, and you may already be doing this, but I really feel strongly compelled to uh, point you to do that work out in nature. So somewhere around where you live, hopefully there's a forest setting or someplace where you can really connect out into nature. And a, a great way to start that is to, when you get out into nature, it's find the appreciator in you that you can open up to appreciate the trees, to appreciate the water, to appreciate the sand. And then once you feel that that relationship really opening up between you and the nature around you, then imagine yourself sitting in front of you and bring yourself into that same level of appreciation. See yourself sitting there before you and extend the love and appreciation to who you are. And and I I think you would find something really interesting in that experience. And then when you get that sense of appreciation really, really opened up for yourself, just simply ask the question, what is needed for your body to... uh, develop the uh, volume of hair that you would love to have, Mm. what is it you might need to let go of Mm. in order to allow that to happen? Mm -hmm. Just make sure you do, when you ask those questions, you're doing them from that place of appreciation, not from a place of fear.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a great idea because, you know, as we change, and we could use the word age, but I like change better, is um, our biochemistry changes. And sometimes that means we need to eat differently or... uh, you know, have different um, supplements for our body to strengthen certain areas. So that's a great question to ask out in nature. I love that. So um, is that is that um, helpful enough for you, Miriam?
1: Well, it, it is. It's helpful, and it's also very general. I've heard uh someone told me at one point that they thought i had heavy metals and i don't know if mm-hmm. you have any more uh specific things mm-hmm. uh for me in that regard that might be around supplements or something like that i mean there it seems like the common cold every time i mentioned to someone that and this this got triggered two and a half years ago when i made a, made an out of state move and it was a, it came up about i know from stress sure um, But I haven't been. I've had hair loss before, but I've always been able to reverse it. Mm -hmm. This is the first time it's gone this long and to this extreme.
0: Um, I think whenever we're looking at anything in our life, whether it's physical or something out in the external world, is that you want to put the the least amount of energy towards it as possible. You know, the more charged of fear and worry and anxiety you have about losing your hair, the more your hair is going to fall out. So, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to have people embrace what they don't want, you know, to find the beauty in your scalp, the way it looks right now, which is the way the universe loves us. You know, there isn't anything about any of us that isn't adored and cherished at every moment of our existence. And that goes back to the seventh chakra and really unconditionally loving yourself. So embracing what you don't want takes away the negative pattern and allows things to morph and more in the direction actually that you want, <laughs> believe it or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So I'd give that a try.
1: Okay, great. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you too. I okay. know. Great. So Patrick, when we come back on the air because we're gonna take a break here in just a moment on the Marine Manu Cherry Show, um, I'd love to talk about dreaming and life purposes let's do that okay we'll be right back oh yes and before
3: Eric. we go i want to let people know we've got some lines open and that that they can call in at 425-373-5527 again that number is 425-373-5527 or toll free 877-825-8828 that's 877-825-8828
0: great and we'll be right back
3: Get to know your spirit guides at Marie's March 26th Saturday workshop. Marie, along with her guides and yours, will help you to feel more confident in your connection. Your guides are with you at all times and are ready to steer you in the right direction. This interactive, day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides. You'll learn techniques to better understand their existence in your life and to communicate with them. Come join Marie at the Redmond Town Center Marriott on Saturday, March 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 425-825-5671 to register. That's 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebrasilbermanAstrology.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. More talk, less rock. Come on, that's a good thing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
0: And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We are live here in Seattle, and we are talking with author Patrick Ryan. He has written the book, Awakened Wisdom, A Guide to Reclaiming Your Brilliance. And again, I... I've read I haven't read it from cover to cover but I've read big pieces of it. I just love the intro so much. I just love that it's it's really about, you know, having people realize how powerful they are and that they can change anything in their life which is something that I so strongly believe in. So did you have fun writing your book? I did have fun
2: writing this one. Uh it, it's my uh, second book and the first ah. one uh, uh seemed to have been much more challenging to write. This one uh, kind of percolated inside, but once I actually sat down to do the writing, it it really came through. It it wrote itself through me, and I feel uh, kind of privileged that it chose me to be the author.
0: Lovely. Oh, that's lovely. And so when you talk about the fields, um, the energetic fields, you, the wisdom fields, is as you call it, actually, you you break it down into three basic ones, the heart field that we talked about with Kim, or you did, I should say, and then um, the body fields, and, and then the practical perspective of the mind. So could you go into a little bit of detail about the mind field, please?
2: Sure. Well, the, the mind intelligence, is, how we, is one of the three ways of, uh, through which we experience the world. So when we talk about uh, our ideas, our logic, our ability to analyze and assess what's going on, and our mind makes up stories about who we are in the world. It makes up stories about things that happen to us. It makes up stories about our health. It makes up stories about our future and about our dreams, what's possible and what's not possible. And so there's this relationship between all three of our intelligences and the wisdom field, in that our, the wisdom field is always like uh, tapping on, on the window, going, hey, listen to this, incoming memo. And so our mind will receive it in the form of ideas. Now, if you just leave it as an idea, then you may or may not ever follow through with it. So what I love is the way these three intelligences work together. So the mind receives the idea, the heart intelligence will become aware of the idea, and if, the, if it's resonant with the wisdom, will bring the emotional energy and put it behind the idea, and then the body intelligence is, is, the, is the action hmm. in, through which we move forward hmm. and actually carry out the idea.
0: So that when it hits to the body, then it, there's a feeling, a resonance, if you will, that kind of gives you feedback like, oh, that's a good idea.
2: Exactly. Uh-huh. That's right. And, and so sometimes the mind will figure out a solution to something and the heart intelligence may not be aligned with it. So it's sort of like, you know, it seems like a good idea but somehow it doesn't feel
1: right and
0: I'm not sure why. No, that's a great way to look at it. That's a great way. When I'm in those moments, I just give myself plenty of space. I try not to overthink it or analyze it. I let go and then when I least expect it, then the resonance of what I need comes through and have that whole uh, three uh, connectedness that you talked about. I like the way you described it. That's lovely. I wanted to talk about life purpose and I'm looking at our callers. We have two who have questions about it so why don't we integrate the conversation with the phone calls. So who do we have on the on line, Eric?
3: Next up is Darcy calling from Edmonds.
0: Great. Hi, Darcy. Welcome to the hi, show. Marie.
1: Hi, Patrick. Um, hi, Darcy. Hi there. I had talked to Marie once, and she told me that I get to the end of the cliff and I don't jump. And I said, <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that, that was me. And now I'm trusting that I'm being guided. I'm getting lots of angel messages and I'm jumping. And so my question, um, life purpose, is I'm looking um, at a spiritual career and wondering what you see. I see something maybe studying feng shui, communication, um, something with a spiritual plan.
2: That's beautiful. I really hear your inspiration. And if you look at the word inspire, spires were the things that we humans built, and we pointed them up to the heavens so they could, like, reach out to God and and receive information and and closeness. And so when we're inspired, it means that the universe is actually reaching right down into us and giving us this information. And this idea that you feel called to work with something like feng shui or something related to that is really important for you to pay attention to. And what's really uh, interesting globally on this planet right now is a lot of the old ways of, say, making a living, they no longer work. That's why there's so much unemployment, so much uh, despair in some areas, because the old ways no longer work. And I really do think there's this emerging need for people like yourself that will become the, the uh, masters of intuitive arts and guide this whole world forward in a way that we have never known before and we don't fully understand what it's going to look like now. So trust your inspiration. There's a reason why you have that inspiration and not your neighbor, and it's important for you to pay attention to it and to trust it and to keep nurturing it and go along. But be unattached to how it might look because it often will show up looking very different than you expected.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love that you're ready to jump off the cliff. That's so exciting because, you know, you'll land in some beautiful water or you'll grow wings. (laughs) But um, jumping off, that's wonderful. We're really happy for you. Congratulations. Oh,
1: thank you. That was beautiful. Do you see anything specific?
0: Uh, Are are you asking me, um, Darcy? Yeah. Well, you know, the... Anything that gets your inspiration or your excitement energy is very profound. But I also agree with Patrick. I think that many people who discover their life path, their purpose, it wasn't even on the radar. It was like so far away from anything that they could have possibly imagined. So remain open to it could be anything and continue learning about feng shui and what you feel about helping people with the space and releasing. Because feng shui is a form of energy work. You know, so is that where you feel most impassioned is helping to move energy and create space for people?
1: I do. I'm very affected by color and energy, and I've learned that that I'm an empath, and of course, it's about feeling and energy for me. Mm -hmm.
0: You you know, as you were speaking, one of the things I saw, because you can clear spaces actually quite well. You have very strong energy in your body, which is profound. You know how to ground which is a really important thing. That's why when you can look at your history and whatever you used to focus on with so much focus actually gave you some of the techniques to learn how to ground, because there's a focused energy about grounding, I think, uh, is a big part of it. Um, But I actually saw you doing readings for people. So you were in this room, and you were clearing and putting something purple in there. I know that sounds funny, but purple. And you were actually doing a reading on the homeowner. And that was very beneficial and profound for them. So, you know, I would pay attention to what aspects come to you when you're doing feng shui for others. What is the message that comes to you that you might want to pass on to the people you're working for?
1: Oh, that's perfect. Um, I love purple. Okay. (laughs) My house is purple. I love purple. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This
0: just just sounds exactly like me. Good. Well, then we're very happy for you. Of course, we would be regardless. And uh, wishing you great success in your adventure of yourself.
1: Okay,
0: thank you both so much. Thanks, Tracy. Okay,
3: thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, now we've got Jim in Woodenville.
0: Hi, Jim. How are you? Hello, Jim.
3: All right, apparently Jim is not uh, hearing us <laughs> or stepped away from the phone. So, oh, yeah. oh,
0: oh, wait. Here, I think uh, he's... <laughs> It sounded like he just woke up. <laughs> Hi, Jim. How are you?
2: Hi, very good. Uh, I talked to you before, Marie, about me possibly getting a job in the sports style one in the future, but I don't see a purpose or a path. I just, I guess, I just want to supply money for my family. That's the main mm-hmm. thing. Or do you see a different uh, way? Well, I mean, I can do many things, right. but. When you mentioned the purpose, I was going, well, what is my purpose?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, Patrick, could you give some advice about discovering um, purposes?
2: Sure. A, A lot of people, I find, make purpose more complicated than it needs to be. So, as a starting point, I would really encourage you to do an inventory of your particular talent, your particular genius, the gifts that you carry, and really look to when you were a child and the things that you were, you were really good at. They might not have been appreciated by the adults, by the way. Sometimes it sounds like, stop doing that, but you loved it so much and you were so good at it. So get connected to what your gifts are. And then look out into the world and just simply ask, now, who can benefit from the use of these gifts? There's so many ways to apply our gifts in the world. There's so many professions that we can bring our gifts through. So just just getting in touch with, first of all, what is the genius that you carry? And then who out there would benefit from that? And the bridge in between is what is that job, that career, that profession that gives you the chance to express your gifts more fully? And as long as you're expressing your gifts, you will will have a path of success ahead of you. It's like how could you not when you're tapping into your own genius.
0: Absolutely. And, and then the, the abundance comes, the wealth that you want for your family and your life in whatever way it needs to just floats in, into your life. But what I'm picking up on, Jim, I love the idea of writing down what your talents are. But I pick up that there's um, a fair amount of lack of self-esteem in your beautiful body. And I would ask some of your dear friends, people who really cheerlead you in life, for their um perception about your talents because i think you're going to have a little bit of difficulty you'll come up with some but i think some of the more endearing deeper ones i think you might miss all right okay Thanks.
2: thank you very much
0: you're in best of luck by the way yes sending you tons I'm of right. luck thank you so thank much thank you for the blessing of course Thanks.
2: all
3: right let's uh move on to annie calling from seattle now
0: hi annie how are you
1: hello Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, my question is, um, I recently got engaged, and um, I'm 39, and um, my energy just seems to be really depleted. I've I've been a long-term, I mean, all my life I've been kind of battling depression, but this seems to be like a literal, like, exhaustion. And one thing I've wondered is, I mean, when I first met him, he was the man of my dreams. I waited, you know, so long and he just, we're, we're, like the best of friends. But now that we're engaged, I have been really conflicted about whether he is the one for me or am I just overanalyzing it? But it just seems like my health is breaking down and I'm just, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, um, you know, I, 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 try to see the big picture and everything and make the right choices. And And I don't know if I'm just overanalyzing it, if I'm just scared, but I've also noticed just physically I've become just exhausted. And um, I wonder if you have any thoughts about that.
0: Sure, I actually do. But, Patrick, did you want to um, go first?
1: Well, here, here's what I'll tr- offer. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll try to be quick is, first of all, every one of us, can meet any situation in our life from the place of our divine essence, which is the source of our wisdom, or from the place of distortions, where we get caught in fears, judgments, criticisms, concerns that are not really warranted. And so part of the art of of an awakened life is learning how to engage from the place of divine essence more and more consistently. Now, once you activate your divine essence, and, and in my book I show some ways for you to do that, we don't have the time to go into that right now then the place I would point you to look at is not whether or not he's the right man. I I would say, as you recognized him for the moment, at least trust that he's the right man. I would invite you to actually look at your relationship to the idea of relationship Mm -hmm. and see what is it about this impending relationship, this marriage, what about that might be throwing you off a little bit. And it might be that there's some healing needed between you and the idea of relationship.
0: I completely agree. I because com- my hit was that you're terrified. You've been alone for a long time or single as a single yes. person. And, and, you, <laughs> yes. and if you've listened to me before, you know how picky I am about relationships and and you know the choices that we make. I'm actually quite picky about it. And I think he's got fabulous energy. You, you guys look like you have a lot of fun. You have a, yeah. a, a very profound connection as friendships, which is really the ideal you know, background of any type of relationship, whether it's a parent and a child or partners or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, he seems to adore you <laughs> from what uh-huh. I can see. So, yeah, I agree. I think you're terrified
1: of the yes. whole idea <laughs>
0: of partnership, which you already are in partnership, but making it legal. There could even be, yeah. you know, a past life connection to it. You know, that something bad happened in a past life yeah. on, your, on a wedding day. And <laughs> I think maybe really looking over what does the not the legalities of marriage, you know, but mm-hmm. but what is it that you're really um, stepping into in terms of having a wonderful life partner? Maybe not put so much emphasis on the piece of paper the two of you are going to sign or the ceremony, but mm-hmm. the true, you know, energy between the two of you, which I think is quite lovely, personally.
1: Okay, great. That's <sighs> that's really helpful because I tend to be a, a relater, um, and he's a very sensitive man, and so it was really neat to meet somebody that also had that same kind of energy. But then I've had a really, um, just growing up in, you know, a lot of dysfunction around me, and so I don't want to enter into I kind of equate marriage with, oh, gosh, divorce. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: So,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I don't so want how, to how could you
2: not be concerned about that? So, so you know, that, that certainly points you to your work. Just uh, long story short, I proposed to my wife three times. She said yes three times and got both
0: feet placed. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I think that's a sign in itself. Patrick's story is a sign in itself, you know, that... Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. so that, that'll that be fun for you to heal that within yourself as, as you merge Definitely. into this beautiful union. And look at your energy has already shifted from the conversation, which is also a sign that okay. this is maybe a better relationship than your fears have been telling you recently.
1: Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was really
0: helpful. <laughs> Great. Have a wonderful okay.
1: day. You too. Bye-bye.
0: Okay.
3: Our next caller is Diana calling from Snohomish.
0: Hi, Diana. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to both of you. woo What can we do for you? Well, I'll be quick. I'd like a somewhat general reading if possible, and maybe with a focus on my recent diagnosis of spondylolisthesis.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, so you have like, so it's about your spine. You want to talk about your spine? yeah?
1: And lower back pain.
0: Well, you know, Patrick has this whole section about the field in terms of the body. So do you have some suggestions for her um, spinal problems, Patrick?
2: One of the things I found in terms of tuning into our body is to really give our, our body a chance to have a voice, to enter into a conversation with it, and to trust whatever wisdom comes through. So one way you could do that, again, I always say go out in nature because that's, that's where we can get connected really quick. Go off into nature and, and, and imagine that, that your, your spine actually has a voice and engage in a conversation and find out what its concerns are. What is it holding for you? What is it protecting you from? And what does it need to be healthy and whole the way it wants to be? and uh, just trust any wisdom that occurs to you in that conversation
0: yeah i think that's our, our bodies are screaming at us all the time actually hey you over here you know come over here and listen it's really true and of course that's what i get to do all day is uh, listen to other people's bodies screaming um and a, and i of course, encourage people to uh, learn, to be comfortable with that voice. I can tell you what the spine means in this immune, this autoimmune process that you've been diagnosed with. So autoimmune disorders have, uh, are connected to the solar plexus in particular, and that chakra is all about self-love. And so the premise is in energy medicine that the more you love yourself, the stronger the capacity is for your immune system to be well and to create more wealth or health, if you will, in your body. The spine in particular is about one's will. That's how I look at all the back portions of the chakras and the spinal column. It's about your will. And so what that means to me is that probably you have a strong will and you've been forcing it in your life in a way that's not benefiting you any longer. And so you might want to look at how you could stop forcing your will, maybe become, um, less stubborn is one way to look at it um, more open-minded or less concerned with other people. Cause I see this connection towards wanting other people to be okay and worried about them, which is also one way that you're forcing your will. Cause in my mind, everyone's perfect exactly the way they are. Even in diff- difficult, challenges, the divine is um, working its wonders. So is Diana still there? Cause I heard a Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
1: And I loved his nature. Um, he told the other caller about going out and loving yourself and nature and loving nature. Perfect. That's a Perfect. good exercise.
0: And maybe you can let go while you're out there being loved by nature and loving yourself. Let go of those things that you think are so important that you need to fix. Okay. And, and let everybody fix their own problems because that's the only way things are really healed is through our individual connection.
1: That sounds great.
0: Okay. Th- and best of luck to your beautiful right. spine.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Pamela.
0: So, Patrick, um, how can people reach you?
2: We have a website at www.awakenedwisdom.com, and uh, I'm going to be in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area on April 1 with a three-day workshop on dreaming and life purpose, and Ooh. we're going to be heading out into the desert, uh, to the Joshua Tree area in Southern California for a one-week vision quest in April. So all that information is on the website. And if they go to the website and and actually click on to join our newsletter, first of all, we don't spam you. We, we, we respect your privacy, but we'll send you some free bonuses, an ebook, and you'll be invited to join our online community, which is also free. And you'll get recordings of uh, uh, audio recordings, of visualizations, and uh, a speaker series, and you'll be in community with people from all around the world that are interested in conversations about living an awakened life.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us from California and introducing us to your book, Awakened Wisdom, A Guide to Reclaiming Your Brilliance. And have a wonderful day in California, Patrick.
2: Thank you, Marie, and thank you to uh, everybody uh, that's on the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And as always to our listeners, have a, a blessed day, and I will be back on Tuesday with Boot Camp for the Soul. Joyful blessings, everyone.